This is Sunday Morning Magazine with your host, Rodney Lear. And welcome back to Sunday Morning Magazine. Again, remember more information about the show can be found on our social media platforms. Like us and visit us at Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Like us there and follow us there as well. You can listen to the show anytime you like. Head to your favorite podcast app and subscribe to Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. Or you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Rodney Lear on Air. My next guest is Dr. R.J. Jackson. He's a teen life coach and the author of the book, Parenting Happy Teens. It's an inside job. It's our pleasure to welcome Dr. R.J. Jackson to Sunday Morning Magazine. Good morning, doctor. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. So let's talk about this first. Now, you are an orthodontist turned life coach. What made you change and reexamine your career path? See how I did that reexamine part? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's pretty unique to find an orthodontist and a life coach. But really, early in my career, I started out to be an orthodontist because I wanted to help teenagers feel good about themselves with a nice smile, to have, to have confidence. Early in my career, we put braces on a child, and she had to get those braces removed the next day. And I was so confused as to why. And then later I found out that she had an eating disorder. So she went through therapy, and the mom called us and six months later, and she just mentioned that it's not working. And then she tried another therapist. And then nine months later, she called us back and said, listen, uh, I know that you mentor teenagers. Can you just talk to my daughter? Um, and then really the first conversation, I realized that it was a mindset. Um, so I told the mom, I said, I think she needs a life coach. And that was based on my experience with life coach when I was in dental school. And we searched all over the United States, and we couldn't find one teen life coach. So at that moment, I felt called that I needed to do it. So I went to certification. And really to confirm that I was on the right path is, is one month of coaching her, she was completely transformed. She no longer had an eating disorder, um, no longer str- struggled with body image issues. And even to this day, you know, she's a, she's a happy teen. And that really set me on my path to really pursue life coaching. Okay, so let me ask you this now. What's the difference between being a therapist and a life coach? What's the difference there? Explain that for us. No, it's, it's, it's a great question. It's a question I get often. And the, and the easiest way that I describe it um, is for motorcycles. So I, I used to like ride, racing motorcycles. Mm-hmm. And whenever you're riding a motorcycle at a fast speed and you're doing a turn, you actually want to look at where you're going. Because if you look at what, what you don't want to hit, you actually hit it. Um, so, uh, you know, I think therapy is great for the 2% of teenagers. Because there's 2% of teenagers who truly has a situation that is completely out of their control, is not mental, is, is more physiological. Problem with uh, the current system is that almost all kids go to therapy, and therapy actually focuses on the problem. In this case, of the analogy, they're focused on what you don't want to hit. And when you talk about the problem with the teenagers for a long time, it becomes part of their identity, and it makes it more difficult for them to overcome it. So with life coaching, we focus on where they want to go. So, uh, you know, if a child is struggling with depression, I don't actually talk about the depression. We talk about, hey, you know, let's talk about some things that you've been wanting. And we try to help them to accomplish their goals. And when you're making progress towards a goal, you naturally are excited. And excitement and depression can't coexist together. So um, we have a completely different strategy than therapists. So, Dr. Jackson, you have over 500,000 TikTok followers yourself. 
why do you believe you've been able to connect with children and teens so well? Yeah, and I really believe, and this is from them, is that, you know, they feel heard. Um, you know, part of my TikTok, we make fun of, in a fun way, bad parenting. Not bad parents, but bad parenting. Um, because all of us as parents can have our moments of bad parenting. You know, we're yelling at a child. You know, we are taking our anger out on a child. So we make little skits that makes fun of bad parenting, and they really connect with it. And the cool strategy is, as they're connecting with it, we're able to actually coach them to see a different perspective, to see a parent who's actually trying. Maybe they don't really know the damage they're causing when they're doing certain things. So we try to help them communicate with their parents in a way where uh, the relationship can grow. And again, in case you're just tuning in, you're listening to Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. More information about the show can be found on our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. Like us there and follow us there. You can also find out more about us on Instagram and Twitter at Rodney Lear on air or listen to the show anytime you like. Head to your favorite podcast app like Podcast One and subscribe to Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. On the phone with me this morning is Dr. R.J. Jackson. He's a teen life coach and the author of the book parenting happy teens it's an inside job now let's talk about social media because teens today they only know a world where social media exists what impact do you believe that is having on our young people today doctor yeah it's having a huge impact and you know i'm not the of the mindset that social media is all bad uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot of positives with social media as far as networking, you know, finding certain people to follow who are very positive and um, ways to learn different skills. So there's some positives to social media, but there's also negatives. You know, there's I believe social media has a big impact over the overall anxiety and depression that many of our teenagers are experiencing. And that is because they are seeing perfection all around them. And it's unreal perfection. You know, when they're looking at photos that are doctored up and filtered, they see this person that looks flawless. They're seeing someone who's happy all of the time. They're seeing people who are constantly making, you know, uh, accomplishing goals and have money and followers. And it puts a lot of pressure on them. It makes them feel extremely insignificant. And I believe that's the, the biggest negative effect that it has on the young people. All right. So let's talk about this since we're talking about social media. Let's talk about from nudes to online bullying to so much more. What do we as parents, what do we need to know to protect our children when it comes to those negative things on social media? And what do you tell teens about those issues? Yeah, as far as the parents, I always encourage parents to take what I call the training wheels approach. I don't believe a parent should shelter the child from social media, because at some point they will be a part of it. It's just the way of of the world. Um, But I do believe in a training wheel. So in other words, just like a bicycle, um, they don't start off on their own just riding a bicycle, but no, they have training wheels. And then when they're comfortable, they make small progress until they're ready to ride on their own. Well, I believe the parents should be the same way. When they're starting a social media um, platform for the first time, I think the parents should be involved. I think they should learn it themselves. They should be their, their friends. They should talk about things that comes up um, and really develop that kind of relationship to say, listen, you know, um, I trust you, but I want to, um, you know, I, I don't trust everyone else, essentially. Like, I want to help you uh, learn this new platform together with me, and eventually you're going to be on your own on this. So uh, I believe it really helps to have trust. I believe it helps to um, help the teenagers start thinking about things that they don't really think of. Now, as far as what can a teenager do, uh, it's really just awareness. You know, 
part of what I do as a coach is helping them to, I, to understand the impact of their thoughts. And a lot of times, these are thoughts that they are completely unaware of. And if they are spending much time looking at certain things that are damaging to their thoughts, they will have um, uh, an impact over their lives. So just the awareness alone, I believe, has helped tremendous because it's just what I call a blind spot. They had no idea um, the impact of looking at certain things will have over their overall experience in life. And in case you're just tuning in this morning, we're speaking to Dr. R.J. Jackson. He's a teen life coach and the author of the book, Parenting Happy Teens. We'll talk more about that in a second. Um, Before we get to the book, I want to talk about the pandemic. As a result of the pandemic, we know that more and more young people are struggling with depression and things like that. What can we do to help our young people yeah, and you know, you mentioned my book. We actually talk about it in my book. And there's so many strategies parents can do to help their teenagers with depression. I'll share one of them with you because it's pretty subtle, but it's very impactful. And that is challenging the negative I am statements. So whenever a child is depressed or even a child who uh, doesn't really have much confidence, they say negative I am statements. So they say, I am stupid. I am ugly. And these statements are very, very damaging because it speaks to their identity. Anytime you say I am, it's speaking to your identity. So what I encourage parents to do is to challenge those thoughts when they hear it, because teenagers say it. And with, naturally what parents do when they hear it is say, hey, you're, you're pretty, you're beautiful, and that's okay to say, but it really doesn't speak to their subconscious mind, and this is where these thoughts are. Uh, so I encourage parents to acknowledge it. And instead of agreeing with the identity, shift the focus of the thought. So a simple statement would be, I am fat. And the parent can say, you know what? I understand you feel that way. And it's a simple, subtle trick, but it speaks to their thought. It speaks to the mind. Because what you're training the mind to do is that, hey, what you're saying now is a feeling and is not who you are. And something as subtle as that can absolutely help. All right, there you go. Now let's talk about the book, Parenting Happy Teens. It's an inside job. Tell us about the book, doctor. You know, coaching teenagers for many years, almost a decade, and I learned early on in my life coaching career that parents have such a huge impact over the mental health of a child. I mean, a huge impact. And oftentimes I used to hear parents say, you know, it's just a teen, teen going through normal things. And they kind of overlook some of the issues that teens deal with. Well, this book really talks about the power that the parents have over their child's mental health, how they can influence their child so that their child will be happy, so that their child will be confident, and that the child will start to see their potential. Uh, So we share so many tips throughout the book. We share um, actual live sessions. We take snippets of those so the parents can start to – you know, speak my language that I'm sharing with these teenagers so that they can overcome all of the obstacles, uh, basically, which we call these feelings of I'm not good enough. Now, let's talk about some things that you work with young people on. Um, let's talk about teens and helping them achieve tangible goals for themselves. You know, I have two teenagers right now. And so my oldest, we're we're talking about he's in 11th grade. So we're talking about the college years and what's to come and kind of prepping him. But you know, it's about setting goals. What do you want? You know, we got to try to get into these colleges right now. So how do you work with not just colleges, but in general, how do you work with young people to help them set 
realistic goals for themselves. Yeah, you know, that's what life coaching is all about. Uh, when you think of life coaching, uh, especially for teenagers, we are very similar to a sports coach. All right. You know, the purpose of a sports coach, you know, is to train the, the kids and to give them plays to overcome obstacles so they can win. Well, as a life coach, I do exactly the same thing. The, the focus, as I mentioned earlier, is where they want to go. What are their wants? And we call them goals. But, you know, oftentimes with teenagers, you ask them, hey, what, is your, what, what, are your, what are your goals? And they'd be like, I don't know. Uh, so the way we explain it is a goal is nothing more than an organized want. It's just a want, and we just organize it so you can you accomplish it. So essentially, as a life coach, my job is to train them first because we know that success is 80% mental, 20% strategy and skill. So we train them on the mental aspect of, of accomplishing the goal. And then we help them overcome obstacles that will stand in the way of them getting their goal. So, you know, when you think of life coaching, we're all about accomplishing goals and tangible goals of that. And again, in case you're just tuning in, we're speaking to teen life coach, Dr. R.J. Jackson. Now, doctor, I'm going to mention some areas that young people may be struggling with today. And I want you to tell me what advice or what you would say to young people facing these situations, starting with teens struggling to find their purpose. And I will say some adults uh, are struggling with that as well. So let's talk about that as well. Let's talk about teens struggling to find their purpose. Yeah, so and purpose is huge um, because oftentimes as you're going through this journey of life, uh, you will question it. Everyone questions it. And we help them understand that they are extremely unique. So that's the first step. They have to see themselves as not like everyone else. There's something different about you that you were placed here, whatever you believe of how you got here, for a reason. And we help them tap into why they possibly uh, were put here as far as their purpose. And we, we, we basically look at it as like ingredients. You know, when they're made, uh, there, there are certain ingredients. So they have certain strengths. So that's in the pot. Um, there's certain personalities that's in the pot. There's also a certain mission. So what we call a mission is basically anything that pulls at your heart. So we have so many problems in the world, you know, pollution, child abuse, animal abuse. You know, we have so many issues, homelessness, homeless, uh, you know, lack of, uh, you know, uh, food for the world. And there's certain things that actually pull at your heart. Now, we all look at these things as bad. Like, oh, we feel sorry for it. We want to do something. But there are certain things that literally just yank at you. We call that your mission. So we put that into the pot. So when you look at your strengths, we look at your interests, we look at your mission, we look at your, your passions, we look at your personality, and we mix all that up, it, it, it's you. And now we, we look at what, if, if, what ingredient that these ingredients, what can this fulfill in life? And that kind of helps them lean towards what their, their purpose may be. And we bring them through this, this entire process so they can discover that because purpose is very important. All right. Teens that are struggling with their identity. You know, when we talk about the makeup of a person, we talk about also the identity because naturally humans want to identify with a group. It's just a natural thing. And what we try to help them understand is that, you know, there, there's so much to them that whenever they identify with something, we want it to be their choice. In other words, you will, teenagers, we know we, we learned is they naturally identify with whatever opportunities that come up. So in other words, we've seen teenagers, you know, uh, there's a group of kids that was nice to them and they started joining this group. And then all of a sudden they adopted the identity of the group, but we want them to make a conscious choice of who they want to be 
and we kind of walk them through that process. Because when we think of a human, we think of it almost like the, the galaxy. You know, there's so much to talk about when you think about the galaxies. And, you know, there's certain descriptions. It's big, it's dark, you know, but there's much more to it. What's the same thing about a human? You know, there's our ethnicity, there's our uh, interest, there's, our, you know, sports. So we, we really encourage them to choose to be conscious about what they want to identify with because there's so much to them. And again, in case you're just tuning in, we're speaking to Dr. R.J. Jackson. He is a teen life coach and the author of the book, Parenting Happy Teens. For more information, reach out to us on our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at Rodney Lear on air. Now, let's talk about what teens want from their parents. You know, I'm a father of two teenagers, as I mentioned earlier. Why is it that young people and teens, why is it hard for them to talk to their parents about tough issues that they are facing and what can parents do if anything to encourage their young people to open up and be available to talk to them about what they're going through and what they're facing yeah it's a great question it's something that we work with um in my coaching program we require coaching for parents so um you know sometimes parents come to my coaching program and they think of it like a drop-off service like hey my child is Mm -hmm. have all these problems you fix them but we say, yes, we will work with them, but we also want to work with you uh, because the parents are a big part of it. So um, when we look at, you know, why teenagers are not comfortable talking with their parents, sharing certain things, is because that's how they were trained in most cases. You know, whenever a teen uh, does something wrong or does something out of line, they usually get in trouble. Mm-hmm. So in their subconscious mind, they know like, hey, uh, my parents won't agree with this. So I'm going to get in trouble. It's best for me not to say anything. Other case scenarios is the teens have tried. They've tried to say, hey, I want to do this. And um, the parent just shut it down. Say, nope, you're not doing it. And they don't value their opinion. And that's another group. And then the final group is just, you know, what they see with their friends. The friends are like, hey, man, parents don't understand. They don't get it. And they believe it. They say, yep, my parents won't understand, so they don't even try. So the best thing that a parent can do is what I always encourage parents is to, especially when it comes to teenagers, is to remove the parent hat. Oftentimes, whenever we are wearing the parent hat, essentially, we are a place of authority. So it's very difficult to connect with someone below you if you're in a place of authority. So I encourage parents to get on their level, truly try to understand their worldview, try to see life through their lens, and also manage the emotions. That's the big one. If you uh, a child share something with you, try your best not to completely lose control uh, with anger, and uh, that will encourage them to know that they can come talk to you. There you go. That's good advice. That's good advice. I've learned sometimes you have to kind of hold your, your own personal thoughts in for a second and let them, because I know sometimes my son, he'll share things with me, and I'm happy that he shared those things with me. But then on the other end, you don't want to punish them for what they did, but you want to kind of reward them for actually coming to you and telling you about the situation. You're absolutely right. And, you know, what I always tell parents with teenagers is think of your child as a 30-year-old, because they will be one day. And, you know, what type of relationship would you want with them? Would you want a 30-year-old to not really talk to you, you know, only whenever it's the holidays? Or would you want your 30-year-old to come to you if something comes up? Maybe he's struggling in his marriage and he wants to come talk to you. So you can actually foster that relationship now. Be that parent who, yes, you can come talk to me and, and I will listen. 
And if you want me to share my recommendation or my advice, I would do that. But if you don't, I'm okay with that too. But just know that I'm here for you and I will support you. So, Doctor, you work with young people. You work with teens. Give us some insight as parents. What do teens really want? What is it that they want from their parents? Yes, this is a wonderful question. And the answer is independence. They want teenagers honestly feel like many adults, essentially. And they want the freedom and the independence to make decisions, to not be judged by their parents, but also the opportunity to fail. Like, they want to be able to make mistakes, um, and they want to be trusted. So this overall independence, I think, is the best thing that a parent can uh, try to uh, accomplish with their teenager. One more question for you. This is my favorite question to ask, and I've been asking this question ever since I've been on the radio, but I think when I talk to parenting experts, but how do you know as a parent you're getting it right? Because, you know, we all think it's in the end results when he grows up to become a lawyer or she grows up to be a doctor and everybody looks about, oh, she was raised so well. But when they're five, when they're three, when they're 15, when they're 12, how do you know that you're getting this parent thing right? <laughs> no, that's a great question. And, you know, honestly, I don't think as a parent you'll ever feel that you're getting it right. <laughs> um, but if I would say the relationship speaks volumes. You know, when you, the way you judge a relationship with your best friend, with your uh, husband or wife, or anyone else, you know, I would say look at the relationship. The relationship is by far the most important with your child. And if you want to see if you're doing it right, try not to focus on their accomplishments or their failures. Look at the relationship because that's what's going to last the longest. All right, there you go. All right, Dr. R.J. Jackson, Teen Life Coach. If our listeners would like more information on you, more information on the book, Parenting Happy Teens, it's an inside job. I love the title there. How can our listeners find out more? Yeah, they can visit my website at drrjjackson.com. And uh, if you want to join the TikTok and see some funny skits, uh, you can search us at at the, T-H-E-D-R-R-J, the Dr. R.J. All right. Thank you, Doctor. I really appreciate it. All right. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. We've been speaking to Dr. R.J. Jackson, teen life coach and author of the book, Parenting Happy Teens. Well, that's it for this edition of Sunday Morning Magazine. Remember, you can always reach out to us on social media. Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Like us and follow us there. Instagram and Twitter at Rodney Lear on air. That's it for this edition of Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. Until next week. Be encouraged. Listen to Sunday Morning Magazine no matter what day it is. Use your favorite podcast app and subscribe to Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear today. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes. From running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton. Motivation that moves you.